twiggle my fucking toes. But if you squint, I'm Violet Chachki. <laughs> and I am someone who recently twisted their ankle. So today, I fully plan on being as useless as the G in lasagna. I am Jamal. Mm, I love lasagna. And welcome to Black Tar Roots, a blackity black podcast where we boot cap RuPaul's Drag Race. We are now on All Star 6. We are in the thick of it. Into the thick of it. Ciao. Into the thick of it. Ah, into the thick of it. And we're like smack in the middle of the season. Um, it seems longer than all of the All-Star seasons, but it's also 13 girls. But I have to tell you, I've been entertained this entire time. So, you know, work. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, well, it literally is longer because there are yes. more girls. Um, <laughs> but also this week's episode may have contributed to the feeling of extra length. Because it Maybe. was, <laughs> and it, and I I, I don't want to bring it up because I don't want to usher in that energy, but there was I I felt a little like a soft flashback to GMZ. That's you, she, know, you mean our least listened to episode <laughs> <laughs> in Black Tar Roots history. There, when we first started this podcast, I would like go I I I'm a big numbers Capricorn down. I'm here about achievement and meeting motherfucking goals. So I would just mm-hmm. keep looking at our numbers. And GMZ, after we went through Canada, after we had gone through Holland, was still one of our least listened to episodes. And, I mean, and that episode was not good. So I was going to actually say, imagine if we had to do this long of All-Stars 5. <laughs> I remember at this point during All-Stars 5, you were like, girl, where's the Snatch game? Yeah. And I definitely got that, con- right, I had that same conjured feeling after we got through today's episode, uh, along with some other feelings adjacent to Ryan Murphy properties. Ha. Ah, baby, yeah, this was um this was the Ryan Murphy episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. Baby. They we're going in. Right. Oh. So I mean, how are you other than the show, how are you doing? I'm okay. You know, I'm feeling I'm fully feeling um the life of a thirty year old where my body baby. is just doing things. It is starting to do things that I do not prefer to do. Okay. Um, <laughs> that, let me tell you something. The worst thing about this, this COVID-19 situation is, bitch, am I, do I have COVID with this fatigue or am I just 30? Right, 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 right. Yeah, well, it's not even am I just 30 because now we're starting to enter like mid, oh, Jesus Christ, mid-30s. Um, you know, and shout really? out. If really? <laughs> I'm 33. That's almost, I got one, two more years, then I'm in my mid But shout out to all, if anyone is listening that is younger and they're like early 20s, you know, listen, let me just tell you something. Pace yourself, okay? Because okay, the things that you think about to be popping off at 30, I'm not deterring you, but I'm just saying we may have to make some adjustments. Well, to that end, though, I also say have fun now, girl. I mean, no, don't go out and be reckless, okay? No one told you to flip no motherfucking cars. Oh, child, like, I wish everyone a a, a a year, a 25th year as fierce as mine was, because you just need to get that out. <laughs> Baby, let me tell you something. I'm surprised I did not end my 25th year on this planet in jail. So, <laughs> <laughs> woo, babies. Oh, <laughs> you got to get that out. You just got to have a year of madness. Right, right, yeah. There's, there's gotta be one year where you just gotta go, bitch. I was acting up. <laughs> <laughs> you took the one little year where you was a girl. What were you doing? But like, listen, I have, I have uh, traversed <laughs> this world, and I always, I always say, you know, no matter what, 
the girl don't really have no regrets because the girl went out and lived. So mm-hmm. now that we entered up into the 30s, and, you know, the body, the body is, you know, she says, we not about to be out drinking all night on a motherfucking Saturday, girl. You gonna go to bed <laughs> on Friday at 11 o'clock, and you gonna get up and go to TJ Maxx. And that's what you gonna do. Yes. I, I don't feel bad about that, because I've already, I, I'm not gonna say I've already lived, but, like, the FOMO isn't as fierce if, you, right. if you've done the things already, you know? Yeah, well, you know, my mother is a big, is a huge proponent. Because one day, you know, I sat down and I just talked to my mother about her life, as I like to do. Um, and she, her, she stands firmly on this. She's like, you know, you don't really start living. Because I asked her, what was her favorite, like, what has been one of her favorite uh, uh, periods of life? And she's like, I, you know, you don't really start living until you hit 40. And she stands mm-hmm. ten toes down on that. So, yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. I'm looking forward to that, but not looking too forward because I I'm enjoying being 33. Enjoy your life, right, 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 right. But you know, it's, it's it's something to be said about um, you know, you spend that the, your 20s if you're lucky, and you, we you know we know what the reality of it, about that is privilege, access, whatever. If you're lucky, mm-hmm. establishing yourself and building that foundation for yourself and sort of um deciding what path you're going to or at least a general vicinity you might walk in the woods next to it but you're still going to find that pokemon on the right path that you're looking for the legendary one um and then you get into your 30s and you're kind of like okay girl well you know we, we figure some shit out and hey guess what turkey lucky the sky is not always really falling mm-hmm. and you you feel a lot more um grounded in your foundation and and hey there are people out there who don't but mm-hmm. If that's the way you get to um, sort of experience things and get into your 30s and realize that, oh, okay, things are moving along, then, then yes, you can finally start to say, oh, well, I'm really enjoying all of the things I've looked for. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm super excited because this week was my very first time back on stage emceeing a show since 2019. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was so so I did a drag race viewing party um here in DC. Um I it's I always it's so funny because when I put all the ingredients together, I am a drag queen. <laughs> I am a drag queen. But I never consider myself a drag queen because I don't know how to do my makeup. Mm-hmm. And that's always that's always kind of been my like that's the conventional sort of definition of the drag queen. You do your makeup. I can give you a fierce little eye real quick, but that's about it. Like you're not about to get no cuts and contours. We got changing his face a whole bunch, you know, a whole bunch more, my bitch. We go from precious to queenie. That's what we go to. <laughs> we don't go any further than that. So uh, I got booked for the, the gig, and I was just, just FYI, y'all, not, y'all getting the MC, y'all getting Red Fox on this motherfucking uh, stage. Y'all not about to get, you know. One, two, high kick, three, four, five. And he said, yes, mm-hmm. we've had you before. You're great. Come on to stage. Uh, naturally, I was a little nervous because I've not been on stage in a long time, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, with quarantine, we were none of us were really doing anything because obviously if you're doing any show with shows, you have large populations of people. Well, the show was, uh, as Spice to say, a massive success. I was wonderful. I looked great. I looked expensive. They loved me. And I was very grateful for the opportunity. And it's good to be back. It's good to have the doll back. <laughs> well, congratulations. It's good to be back. So let's get into uh, that. Being said, I wasn't really able to focus a whole bunch on the episode because I was, you know, 
I was shepherding the people through fun on Thursday. So I had to watch it again when I got home. Right. And then I watched it again on uh, this morning. And suffice to say, uh, Three Vodkas and Zachary was not incorrect. This episode was very much so a drag. But we got <laughs> some good things out, out of it. So let's hop on in. First things first. Last week, we had the very endearing episode of the Pink Table Talk. Which is a riff on the which a lot of people didn't like. Really? uh, Yeah, and I'm talking about in terms of reviewers because I watched a few Drag Race reviewers after everything goes down, and a lot of the reviewers were like, "Girl, this was boring. I did not like this." Da 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 da. And I was like, "Oh, this is interesting because I really liked that episode." So, uh huh. mm -hmm. Which which begs it was it really does get back to that question: Are you a fan of Drag Race or you a fan of drag? Mm Hmm. Mm -hmm. So, like, I, I, you know, it's one thing to say I don't like, I, I do and I do not like anything, but I found of all of the times that they have attempted to humanize these queens and um, and essentially has ex exploited their trauma, this is the one time it felt real, mm -hmm. endearing, and heartfelt. We got to learn more about them. We saw 85 pictures of Scarlett's mom. So, yeah. <laughs> So, you know, that, that, that's an interesting take. I, I love this episode, which you know, okay. Anyway, speaking of Scarlet, uh, in the bottom was Scarlet, Envy, Jan, and Akira. Oh, I'm lying. I'm telling falsehoods. So neat. so neat. So well, you know, yeah. neat. She spent so much damn time in the bottom, girl. Ain't <laughs> Last week was one of Akira's few times in that. I know. Bottom. I was saying that exactly. I said, no, wait, wait, wait. Well, and so neat was up in the bottom. Yeah. Um, and the winner of the challenge was Miss Ginger Minch, who allegedly was going to lip sync against Bianca Del, Bianca Del Taco. But that was just a ruse. Bianca just happened to be hanging around and was lip syncing to phone against none other than, also speaking of CMZ, Mayhem Miller. In the end, the winner was Ginger Minch and Scarlet Nibby was hashtag bad. Peace out, Scarlet. <laughs> Peace Girl, out. I mean, sorry to see I'm, you go, but peace out. I mean, it's time. Well, I'm, you know, I'm all over the TikToks like yous, and um, the kids were not the kids were not happy about Miss Scarlet Envy going home. And I said, no, well, she has a huge I said, y'all need to start right. We get huge following. I said, we think we need to start telling the truth about Scarlet <laughs> being just okay in a lot of ways. Yeah, I think that what it is is people want. You know how you are a fan of a girl and you just mm -hmm. want them to, like, come? And right. I think um, one of the things that was, and I'll say this, uh, that was disappointing about Scarlet this season, that Scarlet had nothing to do with, is I feel like there were a few times that Scarlet should have gotten more recognition than she did. Yes. So I think that there was some mourning over the fact that not, on, not only did she get the boot, but she got the boot without getting the any kind of recognition. Because she, she was never in the top. I she was never in the uh, top. Was she ever in the top and got critiques from the judges or like any kind of praise. Runway. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember the redemption it. runway. That, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. But and, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> no, that was it. I'm saying so. Like there were some times. I don't think the scholar should have ever won a challenge. Now I will say that I don't think that she ever gave me a, a challenge win worthy performance. Right. But I do think that there were like I think that during the ball. Mm, no, because them two looks. No, them first two outputs uh, precluded yeah, her from that. It was the the um talent the first, show that the was, talent show. Yeah, yeah, because that bubble burlesque act was fantastic. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And it was smart. Um, yeah, it was very smart. Uh, the burlesque tends to go well, with the exception of pheromone. I, that only thing that was bad about pheromones is that she did not recover. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean the, the performance was lacking, but go well, ahead. It burl- it's also pheromone. So, I mean, let's not get crazy. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, and so that's a that's a fair space to reserve for your, um, for your fave. But the same could be said about Pandora Box, who's also doing a great job in this. this Who is that? Is she on the show? Uh, If you think back to um, season two, you might remember she wore the dress. She was Miss Congeniality with the cars on it. Oh, she's on this girl. Have I seen her? She's she's in the background. She's um, she's working part time as the boom operator. So sometimes you might see her. You might not oh, see her doing the okay. screen time. Well, that's right, fierce, because right, right. I have not, I feel like I've not seen her once. I'm going to look, I'm going to look out for that. Yeah, look look for her, look for her, look for her. You might hear her voice actually doing interviews with her self, too, and that, and that also might be the disconnect, because, you know, Scarlett, I mean, wow, Pandora is not really a great editor, so that also might be an issue that you're experiencing, too, with not seeing her, but I understand mm-hmm. your concern. Gotcha. Um, but, but you can say the same thing about Pandora and the lack of screen time that Pandora is getting, despite the fact that Pandora is doing, um, in, in my opinion, a much better job that, than she did during her whole run of in Drag Race, period. Yes. And is not getting the praise for it. Anywho, that's what happened last week. The girls come in the back and they start pulling out some lipsticks. And uh, we see that we... Are robbed once again of figuring out what is going to happen if there is a tie. Mm-hmm. Now, my theory is that they would send both the bitches home. Jamal does not think that production would let that happen. Yeah, I don't think production will, will let that happen because production knows what the girls is giving in them votes, and I don't know if production would ever willingly let that happen unless it was. I, I mean, who knows, right? Um. Who knows? Because it's all the wild conjecture when we theorize about uh-huh. what production would and would not do. Or um, what they're even doing at all. Right, or what they're even doing at all, although we know they are doing something. Um, <laughs> speaking of coven and stirring the pot in the cauldron, girl. Child, speaking of um, <laughs> speaking of ginger men winning challenges out of nowhere. Okay. Well, speaking of a ton of bitches winning challenges out of nowhere. <laughs> Girl, this is this is All Star Six participation trophy. Um, all of that to say, <laughs> the half the vote goes to Jan, and the other half of the vote goes to Scarlet Envy. And Jan is motherfucking blocked. So at this point, this we're, we've already been talking all season about how Jan is at eight motherfucking thousand, and that's just who Jan is, mm-hmm. and it's being perceived as a character. And now I'm I'm really 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 feeling for Jan because mm. yeah, you brought up this uh, one episode the girls are not really featuring Jan I thought, well maybe they're just not thinking about her but it is turning the people off that they think that she's so phony but I I don't get phony from Jan, I get from Jan I get she is a person who is drunk on positivity which can be a turn off for people she's the kind of person who gets up every morning and says, okay this is what the day is about to give but we're gonna fight it with this positivity and we're ready to you know i'm going to get out of bed and we're gonna we're gonna do what we gotta do to make it happen and she does it with a smile on her face and that's just who jan is um but it's not 
turn in the party for the other girls, especially when we talk about last week's challenge and the requirement of vulnerability. So for Jan, my critique, and this has been consistently my critique for Jan, I don't know that I want Jan to change who she is as much as I would love for her to maybe have a sit down and, and understand what vulnerability looks like for her, not even just for her character, but just as a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that Jan is uh, very excited. That's one thing that's always endearing to me about Jan is that she's very excited to be there. Um, I think that one of the things, and we've talked about this before, one of the things that I think hinders Jan is the fact that she, I don't know how long Jan has been doing drag, but what comes across to me is that she still hasn't fully settled in on mm-hmm. a, what, you know, what her character is. What's the signature thing? Yeah, and so there's that disconnect. Um, and I think that the critique that the judges leveled against Jan last week um, reminds me of what they said to Ben Dela Creme mm-hmm. and Laganja Estranja in season six, where they would say, okay, we get the character, right? But the thing about Drag Race is you have to present, you have to walk this line between presenting the character, um, but then also presenting the person behind the character, right? right. Um, and I don't think that Jan has mastered that. And that is what Eureka was trying to say um, mm-hmm. when she was giving Jan feedback, was that they want you to be a little bit more real, right? So don't come on stage and give me this character. Um, well, give it to me the, the challenge when the challenge calls for it. But is Jan, is a, is Jan a girl who actually even have a, dis, a difference between her drag character and just who Jan is out of drag? Who knows? I don't. I don't. I, I think know. that's the. I think that's the issue. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're two separate people. So yeah. and we've talked about trans, uh, the transformative powers of drag before, right? And how tons of drag queens will go outside of drag. Uh, uh, Pablo is shy, quiet, but when Pablo puts on Shaquita, it's a whole different. We're not talking about Shaquita Lee this time. Uh, it's a whole different sort of story. But I don't think that's the case for Jan. Mm-hmm. I think. Jan and whatever Jan's um, out of drag name is are two in the same. So I, I have a hard time uh, wrapping my head around you're at a thousand all the time when that's just who this person is, period. And I don't think she's really putting on, but it comes off as that. And I think it might just have to be okay. And if, if that hurts you in the competition, mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen plenty of proficient queens who were perfect and if if it's just not serving evie oddly has entered the chat mm-hmm. one win but if they endear to you and they endear to your flaws that I mean, you're not entitled to the win of this this competition mm-hmm. you know yeah. anyway i'm definitely feeling for jan in these moments and i i'm starting to think there is something to your theory about them wanting to put her up into the psych war because when we get to this week's challenge they asked for her to be at ten thousand, but this competition requires you to go to lows and highs. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, RuPaul comes up into the room. Uh, we get a sponsorship call out to Kind Epstein Parker, which means the suits are always going to be free for RuPaul because she's mentioned the name already. And we learn that this week's challenge is American Horror Story Coven Girl, which is basically a send up of um, essentially, I want to say all of the Ryan Murphy properties, but it's really two, Glee and American Horror Story, and specifically uh, a handful of the 10 seasons and the abortion of American Horror Stories that is happening right now. Yeah. So 
you can go. You want to go ahead and get into the um, the picks? Yeah. So, so the girls are discussing the different parts. So we know that. So, side note: Was RuPaul saying coven or covet? Like I felt like RuPaul's very committed to saying covet, and I was like, "What is going on?" But then it was anyway. This is just a minor. It's coven. Oh, well, it's coven. And then also we need to talk about how much shoehorning was done in this episode. <laughs> but um, so anyway, what we what we know is that um, because this is based on American Horror Story, there are gonna be uh, references to specific characters from the show, specifically right. from Coven and Freak Show. Um, shout out to Freak Show. Many people did not like it. I personally really enjoyed Freak the Show Freak Show. Great. I enjoyed Freak Show so much, and so many people did not like it, and I was always just confused. But um, and I have a theory that the even seasons of American Horror Story are better than the odd seasons. But um, so they're based on the characters. So we get the Madison, the Madison Montgomery like character um from Coven. <laughs> I see you doing the math. Because <laughs> well, wasn't eight cult and cult was terrible. That's true, but we also got uh, Asylum, uh, Asylum Freak Show, which Roanoke, I which I love. Roanoke is excellent. I don't understand people who do not like <laughs> exactly. Roanoke. Exactly, people don't like <laughs> Roanoke. But I was like, Roanoke was the teamest thing. Um, I feel like people are so in love with the um, the, the love this weird, sexy aesthetic love letter that Ryan Murphy does. So when he does give us actually good content for a change, they can't buy it. Because that's very much so what Coven was giving. Which mm-hmm. Coven was a great season, but it was a good mix of all of well, it. Well, girl, we're going to get into this Coven. Ooh, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about that a little later. <laughs> so, but wait. So the characters. <laughs> <laughs> the characters. Madison Montgomery's character of being like the bitchy, the bitchy uh, witch. The Ginger uh, takes that. Ginger initially wanted the Fiona Good um, archetype character. Which is modeled after Jessica Lang, um, and sh- she and Sonique get into a bidding war about it, where they rock paper scissors. <laughs> they, they solve it with a rock paper scissors. Um, but <laughs> um, Sonique wins, and Ginger ends up getting Madison Montgomery. We got Beth and the Beth and Dot characters, which Trinity and Raja get. Um, we got the bearded lady, which Eureka gets. We got. Um, the I don't know who Jan was really supposed to be. Was Jan she... was supposed to just be Rachel Berry. That's so. And so there was a good, <laughs> this, was, this was the Ryan Murphy challenge. <laughs> yeah. So Jan is just excited schoolgirl. That's what I would call her because it was not a coven reference. You know, Jan already had that in her motherfucking bag. They didn't need to costume her or nothing. Child. And then um and then uh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so never mind. I'm gonna hold that for when we were getting. Oh, girl, we got cause... so much to talk about. Because <laughs> I watched it again. First of all, there are two parts uploaded to the internet. I said, "Why is going?" Do you remember, uh, "Honey, I Shrunk the Drag Queen"? Yeah. And how, a, like, atrociously long that was. It was giving very that. Hmm. Yeah. So I'm trying to get. I'm sorry, listeners. We tried to get through this without saying. There is so much going on. Akaria is is queenie. Originally, I thought Akaria was pregnant, but then I was like, oh wait, she's supposed to be fat. I have a problem with this. Um, huge problem. <laughs> huge problem. Huge. Huge. And that keep going. <laughs> and Pandora's supposed to be Myrtle Snow. So <laughs> shout the out characters. Francis Conroy. Oh God, Francis Conroy is an immaculate actress. Oh, let's get into one real quick thing that pissed me off. Well, first of all, Francis Conroy, everything. Yeah. 
why would you reduce Marie Laveau's character to being one of the Siamese twins? Because <laughs> they carried all the anti-blackness from the cover. So, and, I mean, and the first two episodes of American Horror Stories. Oh, child. Anyway, so <laughs> go to my Twitter if you would like more of my opinion on that. Um, but Same. So those are the characters. Um, like I said, Ginger Minger, um, Kylie. Kylie really wants to get a role where she can um, stand out. And that is the the storyline for Kylie this episode because last week she was told to turn it up. Um, and so we get into rehearsal and there are a few things happening in rehearsal. Ginger, not a problem. Ginger is never going to be a problem in the acting challenge. Um, Eureka, and you pointed this out to me when we were texting because Eureka was fucking up in that rehearsal. And I mm-hmm. was like, why is Eureka fucking up? Because she is like... She's delivering the line straight to the camera. Like, it's not... The tone is off. And you pointed out that Eureka is good when she is not scripted. But when Eureka is scripted, there's a problem. And I never noticed that. But that's true. Because... Happened in uh, Breast World. Breast World, she was in the bottom. Um, And she had an easy line. She had had to do Ivy Winters. So she's not not an actress. But she does improv stuff well so it's very very fascinating yeah eureka she's better off the cuff because when you look at challenges like snatch game um uh the the drag con panels the bossy rossy she was excellent in those things Mm -hmm. um but yeah when she's scripted there's a problem um pandora's not really a problem we see that akira is just not giving like it's just akira i think was having a problem with um tone and inflection right that's one thing is that when you don't know how to go up and down in your tone and inflection then that affects the line delivery and the comedy and i think that she really has a problem with that and then also just like being present um and mm-hmm. living in the character we see that Kiri has a problem we also get this storyline where ross and michelle have an issue with raja's choice of character because raja <laughs> raja's character has a two things. Raja's character has a lisp, but then, but then Raja puts another character on top of it, where there's, like, this voice. And Michelle and Ross are not featuring it. Right. Um, and they're... <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. No, they were just, they were coming for her. <laughs> for the entire thing. They were like, girl, no, this is not it. Um, what were you gonna say? <laughs> I was making a face because I actually like Raja's character. If you are going to have these, it's an overacting challenge. That's the acts. That's the uh, the expectation. You might not like the character choice, and yeah, at some point it comes off. Um, it does come up a little annoying, but you are asking the girls to take it there, and I felt like she took she was taking it there and was delivering her lines. Mm-hmm. So for me, this actually really felt like a setup. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and there was, and we'll talk about it because the judging and the placements once this thing got going were very interesting. Because um, on the other hand, Trinity, who I did not think was doing that well, was portrayed as doing well. So right. confusion. Jan comes in, um, and initially Jan is toning it down because she <laughs> was told to tone it down um, right. previously, and they're like, "No, girl, we want you to turn it up." And so Jan's confused. Um, and good for it. Honestly, good for Jan because I bet for some girls, when they do that to them, that's it. That's the nail in the coffin. 
Yeah, but you know, Janet's trying to. She's trying to. Um, she's trying to take the note because she wants to stay. Yeah, but you know, the girls will be real quick. So, but which one is it? What do you want? Do you want me up? You want me down? Yeah, so that happens. Um, I don't know. Pandora was fine. Pandora was fine. So that's that's the real rehearsal. We know that. Oh, Sonique. Wow. So Sonique, this is interesting because Sonique is having a similar problem as Akira, where uh-huh. there's no like levels and nuance in the performance. Um, and Michelle is telling Sonique she needs to introduce nuance and levels and really take it there. And at one point, Michelle gets her ass out of her seat um, <laughs> and gives Sonique a demonstration of what she would like in in her portrayal. I did not think what Michelle did was that great, first of all. <laughs> first of all, I thought it was inappropriate. Michelle has been waiting to do this since she stepped foot on that set on season three. What? <laughs> She has been waiting for a girl to fuck up enough for her to get up on the stage and dunk on the girls. <laughs> but was it a dunk? It was a, a, a I don't know what's the her first. It was a it was a lob. I mean, I think she did a good job in terms of um maybe invigorating the set again because at this point Kylie does not come out until towards the end of this skit anyway. So between having to put up with corrections for Raja, corrections for Akira. And whatever it was that Miss Trinity was giving, I'm sure this. I'm sure the set needed to be woken the fuck up. Yeah. By the time they were, uh, by the time uh, Kylie was delivering her simple Southern lawyer, it was <laughs> of a performance. Yeah, yeah. And so you know that was that. That was rehearsal. Um, I was a little confused because it was just all over the place. Because some of the characters, I was like, these are not coven characters. Why are why did like all these freak show characters up in here? At one point, uh, Joan Crawford shows up, and I was just like, <laughs> what the fuck? What is this skit? And what? so, and there's been a lot of talk on the internet now about how Drag Race needs to either seriously revamp or retire these actor challenges because at this point. Is not the finished product is not even enjoyable. It's just fucking arduous. It's, it's aggressive. Yeah, it's aggressive. It's giving references. First of all, I'm here for shouting out an old school reference. I'm here for you know giving credit where it's due. But right. the problem is we've been giving these same references every fucking season. Like Maybe. I don't need Joan Crawford and what happened to Baby Jane and Mommy Dearest anymore. I don't need mm-hmm. it anymore. It's not even hitting anymore. Because the kids don't get it anymore. The only people who... So, we have Pandora. So, Joan Crawford in the Pantheon of... uh, In the Ryan Murphy Cinematic Universe is from Feud. Mm -hmm. That was, like, the one-offs. I don't know if you watched it or not. I know that that it happened. I watched it. Susan Sarandon and Jessica Lange. It was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, Oh, and Catherine Zeta-Jones as Olivia de um, de Havilland, whose actress was also great, too. Anywho. So, yeah. That made sense. The point... I did not feel like they gave Pandora enough space to actually even be great because Pandora is the only one who actually gets those references mm-hmm. to deliver it. So at this, at, by the time this even came in, there was a lot of shit they could have pulled out and if they must shoehorn that in and we must talk about these fucking wire hangers again, then like get like, make it make sense. None of it is making sense. Yeah. Make it funny. 
Like it's not even funny anymore. It's not right. even funny anymore. So it's it's just tiresome at this point. Like why? And then why are it just the same references? Same right. references. I'm tired of it. There are other things. If you want to reference some shit from the '80s and '70s, there are other people you can reference. Why am I getting these same references? It's just it's tired. It's irksome. It's irksome. Right. It's tired. It don't make no sense. Like the the challenge overall. If you look at the script, it don't make no sense. It's just right. like you get the girls in one room and they just start shouting out uh, drag race references and right. old white Hollywood references. There's Which means no... somebody is not practicing. Somebody is not practicing these uh, or uh, doing run throughs of these scripts. It can't be. No one. No one's doing table reads. No one caught that this didn't make any fucking. I literally wrote down. So are they in a hotel or is it uh, Robichaud's school? I mean, what's the no? They just walked through the room and started cutting up. That was right. that was it. Right. Right. But you know what? Yes, you know it was just like that. Breastworld. So, <laughs> <laughs> Breastworld was just like that, too. So, that does not come as any surprise. Yeah, it's been a minute. So, like, the question I have for you in thinking about this was, when was the last time an actor challenged in a U.S. season was good? He asked me this over text, and I said, uh, Beast Enders? <laughs> in a U.S. season, because that's a whole different team in U.K. But wait, wait, wait. If y'all have not seen the Beast Enders Challenge of UK Series 2, go watch that shit. Mm-hmm. Bimini was great. Taste was great. Lawrence, all four of the girls were great. Um, in a US season, all right, look, so 13, I'm not... The flag one, the problem with the Hallmark one, I know that was sort of a part of the, the, the joke was that the scripts are all the same for the Hallmark movie. So I almost cited that one, but no. Um, 12? Days Anatomy was kind of I have a lot of problems with the season 11 acting challenges. Um, <laughs> Which one? You didn't like um, Why I Gotta Be Black Panther? Yes. Or uh, Girl get, get Out with this muddled attempt at trying to do a Black Lives Matter. No. Uh, no, I did not like that at all. <laughs> Breast Squirrel was nice. Oh, 9021 Ho was good. I don't even remember what happened. 9021 Ho I enjoyed. I. <laughs> They, the problem with the acting challenges is truly they have stepped away from feeling like original camp content and like we've been saying for the last couple of minutes has been so rooted in trying to shoehorn every single possible reference and eat on itself in order to turn out a suitable challenge for this week. So I'm not, and, and this might also be indicative, it was indicative of a couple of things. One, these girls are not actors. So I'm, I'm only going to hold the girls uh, put so much to the fire for how the content comes out. They are drag queens. And yes, they, they can do some things, but I mean, we're not about to turn out these, um, these uh, cinematic parallels that they're trying to create, right? right? We're supposed to be looking at this challenge against American Horror Story Coven. And it's it's just not camp and fun anymore. It's just like, do you remember that character? How about that character? Do you remember that character? It was the same way with that Brady Bunch shit. Right, right. Yeah. It, it was so, like, do you remember that episode of the Brady Bunch? But one, the people that you have in this will not. Candy Muse does not remember the episode of the Brady Bunch where uh, Marsha broke her nose. <laughs> right. Right. And 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 
this character does not need to randomly say back rolls. Like we don't right. need exactly. Right. So was, uh, at this point, the show eating itself is becoming a detriment. Um, and the challenge is that if you cannot tell from our banter, the challenge did not give anything. Um, so <clears throat> that was challenge prep. And I, I, we kind of bled into the challenge, but that was the right. challenge prep. We did miss something. What did we, what did we miss? Angela Was she there on the TV? You know how I feel about that. I was shit. willing to accept that as the truth. <laughs> that was part of my French vanilla jantasy. Child. I love Angela Bassett. Oh, I yes. want her to play me in a movie. I don't know what the fuck she's going to be doing. She's going to be Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett. Wow, Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett. See, I'm that excited about it. Angela Bassett sitting behind a podcast mic doing Black Tar Roots in this scene. <laughs> like it's Hustle and Flow. <laughs> you know it's hard out here for oh, pimp Ike. Oh my gosh, every everything. Black excellence. I love her. I love that Raja was getting her life. Yes, of course, of course. Because you oh, know, here's the thing. Angela Bassett is one a phenomenal actress. Yeah. Two, um, a phenomenal actress. Three, a phenomenal actress. But also, Angela Bassett is an actress who has not always gotten her credit from the mainstream, and so. Black people go up, you know what I mean? Like black people yes. hold it down for our yes. for our people, especially when they have not gotten their their mm-hmm. roses, their flowers. Um, and Angela, like um, in the same vein as um, what's his name, Lawrence Fishburne, and Samuel Jackson, workhorse. Mm-hmm. This person yes. has been working for decades. You know what I mean? And, and turned we talk about out range? Good performances. Yes, range. I mean. I- Ask, um, ask any black child uh, uh, who is our age. Well, not a black child. Ask any black person who's our age if we thought Tina Turner was Angela Bassett. But <laughs> 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 well, we was like, Tina Turner's a different person? Because she ate that role up and she continues to eat up roles. She's always had excellent range. And I'm glad you brought up the part about her not getting her flowers because there was a period between um, um, after What's Love Got to Do With It came out where she was given she either had these sort of small roles or she eventually transitioned into playing the mom but was not given the same sort of opportunities to shine and say like a julia roberts right who was right. able to since spend decades um coming out of playing um you know, pretty woman mystic pizza runaway bride you know the opportunity to do all of those projects and that really goes back to the huge lack of diversity problem in hollywood and how the same and how the many, many black actresses are fighting for the one and two roles. Yeah, yeah. That are available. So, you know, one of the things that Ryan Murphy did uh, did do right, and um, uh, we're not going to act like he has not done right things, was provide, uh, was creating more roles and casting Angela Bassett so the world now can continue to see how excellent of an actress she is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Angela Bassett, we love you here at Black Stories. If you ever want to come on, it's free, girl. It's free, girl. Yeah, so let's get into the runway. You think Angela Bassett will come on the show? Like, just wait a little bit. <laughs> let's get into the runway. <laughs> so, this week's runway category is Oh my gosh. And RuPaul comes on the runway in this. Um, Friends, no. short dress. No. I thought that, wait a minute, I thought the dress was <laughs> beautiful. I thought this this marriage that RuPaul has to these headbands from like, that she she thinks that she's constantly Lita Ford has got to uh, 
it's come to an end at some point. Because <laughs> it that that really took away from the outfit. Yeah, I thought she otherwise looked beautiful. Um, I love that you know she is uh, showing legs for days. I wish she would wear more accessories sometimes, but that's not the kind of drag she does. <laughs> anyway, first one out is Ginger Minj giving us this Victorian goth thing. Ginger looks exquisite. I love the. She has this voodoo doll, and you know this is the in, the inclusion of voodoo in any sort of presentation can easily be disrespectful, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> It's true. It's the whole it religion. is. <laughs> it's easily disrespectful anti-black. Yes. We talking uh, speaking of Ryan Murphy. Um <laughs> so it's you know the look is quite campy. Uh she has this lovely giant she has these cameos she has a cameo on the bow in the head and she also has a cameo on. She looks exquisite. I love this one, Ginger. I feel like this is Ginger's drag. She looked good, but what is up with Ginger in this length? Oh, you know what I'm saying? We talked about this. I, I'm not bothered so much by the look because if you also look at the way that this dress is cut, there is um, a separation detail where the frills are between the lace uh, on the garment. So I think it looks fine. I think it looks good on her. I know. I'm Who would just, you prefer? Who would you prefer to what? It'd be like a cute little... Uh, no, I just want dress. I just want I just want Ginger to think about the silhouettes that she's given everyone uh-huh. and I'm tired yeah, of this yeah. length. Well, them jumpsuits that she was uh, rocking on the first episode—that really plumber, that that futuristic <laughs> look that she had, the one that she looked like she was at the Grand Ole Opry during the Blue Ball. I said, Ginger, I don't know if pants are really the thing for you, Miss Thing, or if it's going to be that way. You need to pad correctly so it's right. But otherwise, I think Ginger looks fantastic tonight. It's it's giving um a little bit of like a um like a Victorian goth Wednesday Adams. But she look cute. She look yeah, cute. Work. Next on the runway is Eureka O'Hara giving us uh, um, <laughs> at a the same party Ginger was at. Let me tell you something about Miss Eureka O'Hara. I did say this and say this. Is she wore this during season ten because this is, this does not look. Like no, she did. Dress. This does not look like the same. It's not the exact same dress, but it looks like the dress that she wore with Frankie Grande <laughs> during the twin challenge. You remember that? Yeah, but I mean that just that's just because it's a black dress. <laughs> it's a black dress. Uh, Eureka is coming on the runway in this. Um, this uh corset gown situation uh with the uh frank uh, bride of frankenstein-esque hair in red uh the, i love the thin eyebrow that she decided to put on with this look i thought that was a good touch she looks she looks like eureka she looks like eureka yeah she look all right it ain't my favorite thing but she look all right wait 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 you know there why are my pictures out of order Trinity next for some reason. Anyway. It is Trinity next. Right, but I, I don't have a picture of Eureka up on my little... Oh, you know what it is? Because I have a different cast of things going on here. See? See? I thought I had my notes right. I was wrong. Anyway, Trinity K. Renee comes on the runway. And bitch, when I tell you the bar gagged when Trinity K. Renee walked down the runway in this look, there is tool everywhere. One thing I, don't, I feel like Trinity does not get enough credit for is how elegant she is and how much she pays attention to bringing presentation to the runway because mm-hmm. the bitch is excellent this is it's uh the garment has i think it's, is it a jumpsuit too it's like a dress over a jumpsuit situation i mean they're pants yeah they're pants definitely right i'm trying to figure it was a part of just a jumpsuit because you know who's good for a jumpsuit is miss raja o'hara so i'm wondering if it's that uh, she has this excellent feathered fascinator on full on dark blade. I think she looks exquisite. Yeah, 
her. She looked two good. thumbs up. Two good. thumbs up. I wasn't the biggest fan of the makeup, but she looked she looked excellent. She's been having problems. I wonder if she's actually. She did say she was having a breakout. Yeah. So, so I wonder if she's just having some general makeup issues. Yeah. Shout out. Right. Anyway, next on the runway is Miss Roger O'Hare. And one thing Miss Roger O'Hare is not afraid to do is wear pants down the runway. So Child, she, that was what I wrote in my notes. I said, one thing Roger going to do is she's going to come down the runway. She's going to come down in some motherfucking pants. She's going to come down in the pants, in this pants. So her top is sort of, uh, it's corset and bitch, this lace up on this this garment. She is normally, normally I have a problem with the flatness of this wig, but the length is right. I think it's blended right. Her makeup, oh, I love that Raja's makeup always has some sort of sheen and sateen to it. Yeah, her makeup you is that? gorgeous. Her makeup. Like it, oh, yeah. Like the way that she does purple just looks very velvety. Like I want to touch it. Yeah, but her face, nothing. especially this week, looked good. Like, yeah. The it looks mug excellent. was right. Yeah. I wasn't a big long- fan of the velvet pants, but the mug looked right. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, well, because here's the thing you have, a, you have this sort of event happening up at the top. And then you kind of have, and velvet is when you, especially on television, they're not necessarily read as expensive. It could be reading like the Chanel, like the um, eight hundred dollar pants that Chanel wore during the ah, reunion. Of girl, missing. <laughs> Chanel popped that punk up to that reunion. Child, it's she so fucking. Child, it was from Learners. It was from New York and Company down, and she was on Tell Santino. That shit was two thousand dollars. Girl, fuck what that bullshit Snell was trying to sell on the season one reunion mistake. Because she know goddamn well. She. Yeah, Chanel is the OG convinced bitch. You know, to this day, I bet you Chanel thinks she sent herself home on season one. Child, Miss Chanel. Anyway, Raja, you look excellent. Keep up the good work, girl. Don't let them try to. Don't let them bring you down, hoax. I know they're trying to set you up. <laughs> up okay. next. Well, listen. Listen, you never just had a girl talk about judge. Anyway, Akira C. Davenport pops on the runway. Um, beautiful. Akira does drag. Akira looks exquisite tonight. The the attention to detail is right. I love the fascinator on the look. Her makeup looks right. I don't know that I've ever hated Akira's makeup. Oh, no. Farm to, farm to table challenge. It was nice, but I wasn't the biggest fan of the outfit, actually. I think she looks really, really good. I think it's it's consistent with the kind of drag that Miss uh, Akira does. Yeah, same, you know, it's the same way. If I look at it, Eureka and Eureka is up in a gown, well, that's what Eureka does. So if she meets the expectations of the prom, and that's the kind of drag she does. No, I I can dig it. I think that what I was thinking about during this runway was the different ways that goth can be interpreted. Um, because yes. there are there is there's a nuance, and there there are different ways that goth can be interpreted. Um, and I think for me, the less, the outfits that I like the least, because I don't think that anybody had a horrible outfit. I think uh-huh. that the outfits that I liked the least were the ones that were a little more obvious. So when you popping out with a big crucifix on, is is not, you know what I mean? It's not as um, interesting to me in terms of looking at the category of golf as, right. say, Trinity K. Bonet's take on it, which right. is also gothic, um, right? Um, so I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that is what it was for me. The the more like obvious nail mm-hmm. on the head ones were not my favorite. Like, cause with Akira and then also with the girl who was after her. Um, yeah. 
yes. Well, oh, you said Christopher Columbus we were talking about. Um, well, and but that's what I love so much about this particular runway because one, we just had an all-black runway for season twelve. Uh, so there was an opportunity for you to do gothic glamour, for you to do romantic gothic. Um, there's a queen that I follow. I think her name is Twink Trash. She did her goth in like a Lolita style because she does this thing on TikTok where she does, this is what I would have worn. And she did it in like a Lolita style and there was, um, she used lavender instead of wearing all black. Um, so for me, for the girls to have not gone and the, I'm going to just portray sort of um, emo outright and there were different interpretations of it. I, I that that diversity helped me get across the bridge of what everybody was presenting because mm-hmm. everybody was doing something that was embedded in their their aesthetic in their interpretation of God. Mm-hmm. Also, shout out to Akira for looking like Felicia. Every Dang. time I look at her, every time I look at her, I go, "Oh, but she look like Felicia." Damn. <laughs> Up next is Miss Jan. Jan is this is the one you were talking about that um that was a little bit on the nose. She is painted with the white face. I mean, I thought it was a cute look. I don't think it was as costumey as um, Michelle was trying to pass it off as. It, are you serious? That was, it was yes. costumey as fuck. Well, we're talking about drag! Yeah, but that, I mean, but we also are talking about drag. Look at everybody else's drag and look at that one. That one definitely looks costumey in well, comparison. This goes, well, this goes back to the point of Jan looking more bought than she does in her own signature aesthetic. So maybe mm-hmm. that's what that is. I thought she looked fine. I didn't when I I think of costume, this was not what I, I would have gone for. Maybe maybe it's the makeup. Yeah, she looked alright, but it wasn't giving it for me. It wasn't I was like, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh Kylie comes on the runway and I clocked it immediately immediately. She's wearing B collar. <laughs> the girls love B Carlo. She came out saying, "Oh, that's a B Carlo look." And when I tell you, the bar went up for Miss Kylie when she came out in this all, this this holy um all latex look. I love the little bump that she got up on her head. I love the, I love the uh, the use of red as the trim and the red glasses. It's cool. I thought mm-hmm. it was really really cool. It's also Sonika. Sonika is the body girl down. Mm-hmm. Um, it's serious. There was this point with B Carlo where they were doing a lot of holy garments. On their website, and I was like, I don't mm-hmm. know who. and I kept saying, I don't know who's wearing this. Well, we know now. It's Kylie Sonique Love, and she looks excellent today. Yeah, she looks good. I like her wig a lot. Yeah, the wig is gross. And then lastly, we have Miss Pandora Box, who is giving us full-on Sarah Winchester. This this is also a. Uh, this was a little more costly to me than James. Yeah, it was very costly. Yeah. So. All in all, I love the runway. I thought there was a chance for them to be a lot more on the nose than they actually were. So I appreciated the diversity of all of the looks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we get to, after the runway, we get to the challenge, and we've kind of already talked about it. I think a few things, so I think a few things that stuck out to me when I watched the final product is Akira was bad. Raja was not as bad. I didn't understand the Joan Crawford. I thought Akira was pregnant for the first part, and then I realized she was supposed to be fat. Um, I thought the Trinity wasn't as good as... I thought the Trinity could have gotten more critique. Um, And I thought that Sonique's performance was lacking. 
very lacking. And the problem with it being lacking is that she took up a lot of the time of the challenge because yep. she had the main role. Um, so she is dead in the center the entire time, um, having to kind of anchor the whole performance. I thought the person who actually anchored the entire thing was Ginger. I thought the Ginger did excellent in the in the in the thing. I can't really tell you what the plot was because there was no plot. So, oh, honey, well, it's supposed um, to be they're supposed to be performing the Seven Wonders, but it, are they? Yeah, everybody died yeah, and then they came back hey. and Joe River, like, and then no, the people were coming back for no, like, it wasn't sensical. Like, the, there was no plot. Like, what? And Don Cornelius is here, and then the rubber right, man is here. Right, what? He's wearing an Amazon version of the rubber, the rubber costume, so it's not even expensive. So PAs was really phoning into the fucking this week. It made no sense. It made no sense. And you know what? Hey, if they were supposed to be performing the Seven Wonders and it was that lackluster, then shout out. Because that was actually how I felt about the Seven Wonders on that season of American Horror Story. I feel like y'all pumped that shit up the whole season. Miss Thing, we about to do the Seven Wonders. Yada, yada, yada. This is how we're going to pick the next Supreme. And then that episode came around. I said, this is bullshit. This is the Seven Wonders? Finding a jar of marbles in the house, Miss Thing? Girl, good night. Are you just mad because you didn't find the marbles in the house, Simone? Child, you telling me you got life off of the Seven Wonders? Girl, I don't even remember that, honey. <laughs> exactly. Misty, so Day, Misty Day got turned into some dust because she couldn't resurrect herself. Right. Um, which is uh, ironic because of her power. So, Misty Day... <laughs> Well, I mean, listen, listen, there's a lot of weird ironic. <laughs> Why is Queenie Day. stuck up in the hotel? Misty <laughs> Day is the only person who fails that challenge, and she dies. Um, <laughs> first of all, everyone's hell in that season was... See, this is where the Ryan Murphy writing is just not enough for me. Bitches are going to hell, and Misty Day's version of hell is being in a biology class cutting a frog. Madison's version she, of hell is she does because she loves animals. Madison's version of hell is being a uh, girl in a retail store. Yeah, this is supposed to be hell. This is not hell. That is minor annoyance. Queenie's version of hell was working in the chicken joint. Girl, yes. I was like, dead in a uh, dead in my, no, I, Okay, no, I, I do remember like, these. If we're going to hell, we need to go to hell. We are not in I, But it doesn't always necessarily need to be fire and fucking brimstone. I mean, No, shit. but it needs to be dramatic. That was just like, we ran out that of money. That is dramatic for some people. Back. Listen, you might end up at a, 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 a one-horse town. You can never get out because you work at Sears every day, bitch. You can't save enough money to get up with that shit. Maybe that is her personal hell. It's Girl, Ryan Murphy we're talking black. about. The shit was whack. The shit was whack after a whack-ass season that was hella anti-black. So, no mouths. Are you referring to when they shut up the beauty? <laughs> Never mind. We, we can do a whole to, separate no, call. We no, no, no. Whole... Since we already here, I'm going to do it real quick. 30 seconds. I'm referring to the fact that it, that season was nothing but black torture porn from the go. Mm-hmm. We got black people getting cut up, black people getting decapitated. It's a bull on a black person's head. Miss Kathy Bates sit up there bathing in black people's blood. Um, Then I'm referring to the, the voodoo girl, the voodoo coven practitioners being made to be less powerful than them white bitches from Massachusetts. Then they all get shot up in the beauty store. Queenie, who is supposed to be, you are not able to kill her, gets straight up killed. Um, By the end of the season, ain't no black people left. Except Queenie. She comes back. By the end of the season, every other black person on the show is gone. And... They tried to, they almost, in the middle of the season, had a redemption arc 
for a, a violent racist woman who was bathing in black people's blood. Mm-hmm. So, no ma'am. No ma'am, Miss American Horror Story Season 3. It was a mess. Oh, and, and, and so we started talking about that too because uh, the thing that um, when we talk about American Horror Stories, it's back. Uh, out the gate, the first person to die is a black woman for no fucking, well, there's no reason to kill her, but really for no, she's like the therapist, the, the therapist who has two lines and is immediately killed up in the murder house. And then from there, all people of color die. Yes. Next to no lines. Died. Like, you getting snapped, brutally, getting stabbed yeah. in the neck, stabbed in the face, then thrown down some steps. Throat gets like, uh, yeah, hammer to the head. Yeah, is it just... After you done found some bodies up in someone's house. Like, what? And then the show oh, shit, ends... Spoiler alert. Girl, fuck that. Because don't nobody need to watch the shit. And then the show ends with the psychopathic murdering white bitch getting uh, off scot-free and she able to come see her lover every year, mister. I said, this is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. This is why I don't fuck with the white queers. Because this is what they do. This is what they do. So let's get into the judging of this challenge. Uh, (laughs) Real quick. They love Ginger Minj. They love their character. They love that she uh, pulled focus in the camera. I agree. Um, Emma found her performance captivating and endearing. Uh, Akira, they loved her look. Oh, and Pandora and Trinity are safe. Uh, they loved her look, but they found her performance monotone. And that she... Ross says she had some moments. He uh, she had some moments that made her laugh. But I don't remember not one of those moments making me laugh at all. So, no, no, not really. lots of falsehoods. Jan gives the critique that this outfit is a little costly. I still don't agree with that, but okay. Um, but they otherwise love the look. They love that she was at 110, and they lived for that. This is where things start to get off the rails. So Kylie Sonique Love comes up, and they live for the look, and the look is fantastic. I agree with that. Um, Michelle alludes to some of the troubles that we had on set and her having to get up to help out Kylie, but they otherwise praise the performance. Mm-hmm. And that was a mess and a lie. Yeah, yeah, that was I, I, to try to say it the most eloquently. And no, it just wasn't good. I, I didn't think it was terrible, but it certainly was not uh, deserving of being the top for this. It being up in the top, and then Ross goes, "You got yourself there." But I don't think it went any higher than what it was before Michelle got up there and acted like she was in Hamlet. Mm-hmm. 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 Anyway, that was a critique, and I said, oh, I know this is about to go all kinds of off uh, off the rails. And then Raja gets the critique that they weren't really in love with her characterization. Um, why did her character have a lisp, anyway? Why not? <laughs> um, I fully disagree with this critique of Miss Raja, because I do I didn't hate her character. We asked, the challenge is the overact, and y'all gave Kim Chi a pass during... Um, that uh, Ruko Empires, where she also made some voice choices that were terrible. That I don't know that I love this critique for Raja. But anyway, yeah. in the end, it comes down to Raja and Akaria in the bottom two. And the winner of this week's challenge is Kylie Sonic Love. Congrats, yeah. Kylie. This is her very first win in Drag Race history, and we're not about to take that away from her. Yeah, but um, she also shouldn't have won a challenge. So, well, T. I would have given it to Ginger or Jane. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so we go to the back. Uh, we get some more talk of this Eureka and Trinity showman situation. 
with that misgiving? Like, what do you, do you have any opinions with that? No, because it's full of shit. So, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's just, they're joking. This is not serious. <sighs> uh, I mean, this is not serious. Uh, one, Trinity has a boyfriend, but then two, also, uh, oh, uh, maybe they broke up. But then also, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I see Trinity featuring bad people. So, oh, really? I don't think so. Um, but yeah, uh, we gotta go get, we gotta go ask Yiddies what she thinks. Girl, anyway, just go ask Trinity when she's driving a boat in the middle of a pandemic. And the, oh, look, there is video evidence of that. I sent that to you. This bitch think is making the stallion. Here it is, July 2020. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Sonique wins, blah, blah, blah. Um, she talks to the girls, uh, and we get to the lip sync. Sonique comes out. She's barely wearing clothes. Um, Baby. Shout out to whoever is the titty tape manufacturer for Kylie Sonique Love. We need to sponsor her because we ain't gotten that one nip slip all season. And there's been a couple times I was concerned. Absolutely. Um, we did. I feel like we did get a nip slip in this thing because if you look at that lipstick, uh, that top was very blurred. But, um... So the lip sync assassin for this week um, is Manila Luzon. My fave. Um, and I had to remind myself uh, when she came out because at first I was like, "Bitch, what?" And then I was like, "No, Manila has um, given first of all, Manila's given one of the most iconic lip syncs in the history of Drag Race." Um, right. But then she, the Manila, Manila has um, sent. Well, she sent one girl packing, and she won a few lip syncs on um, All Stars. So, and they and they were good characterizations. So Manila deserves to be here. However, um, Manila versus Sonique to the song "Dirty." Um, oh, set up is a set up down. Set <laughs> down. When they revealed the song, I said, "Oh, Manila." It, it was giving very much. So why did we invite Kennedy Davenport to do fancy? Yeah, they do, and and that's when I do say the production is pulling the page because they know who they got to come on which day to do what song. So production knows for, and they know what's in the girls' wheelhouse, and they know what's not. If this was truly about having to beat a lip sync assassin, you would have the bitch lip sync against another bitch in that bitch's territory. You would have a girl lip sync against Kennedy Davenport, and the song be "Get On Up," right? Right. You would, you would right, have right, right, right. Or loving is really my game. Yeah, yeah. If, if, if the point was really, you would bring Latrice out, and it would be a ballad, right? right? If you really was trying to get a girl to go up against a lip sync assassin, they would have to go up against that girl in their territory. So I yeah. fully believe the production is pulling the page when they bring some of these lip sync assassins back. Oh, without question. Um, because Manila is not even doing anything in his lip sync, and um, Sonique is. Sonique is doing a good job. Um, she's a little. Sonique's lip sync sometimes be a little slow for me. Um, but she's doing. She's, a floor doing show. she's doing a good job, and she she's doing what she does: gymnastics, and it's everything, and it's sexy, yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. Sonique wins. Um, and for a second, for a second, I felt like the show was trying to make me feel like Sonique was about to send Roger home. I felt. I don't know if it was me or if it was what the show was giving. Because during the backstage, I, I even felt like there was a hint that Sonique might send Roger to the house. And I was like, ooh, this might be a mess. These little moments in the back be getting you right together, girl. Because you ain't let Trinity off the hook. 
He said, girl, you're fine. She was just, might just be trying to reassure the girl. You said, no, Trinity is playing mind games. She was. Girl, she had all them girls up there um, doing the thing and talking about, oh, yeah, girl, you ain't got nothing to worry about, Miss Dan. Now, hold up. That- <laughs> That's not what she meant. <laughs> That's not what she That is not what she fucking meant. But okay. Girl, do um, you think you're a star? Well, good. Then you need to act like it. You ain't got nothing to worry about, sister. No, she was back yeah, there she's talking games. She's talking whole, she's talking big picture. It's what she's talking. She's talking big picture. I never, I never believed that they would send home Roger. Uh, Kylie, because also Kylie's been playing sweet this entire season. If we're talking about trying to get the award for Miss Congeniality and pulling it from under Pandora this season, that's what Kylie's been going for. And this is also great because I, I, I talk about it all the time. I mean, Bear in mind, that was 10 years ago. She was not the most pleasant person on her original season. But I never thought for a minute. And Akiria also knew. Akiria knew. Yeah, it was time for her to go, Miss Van. Come on now. We ain't about to do this. And I I appreciate that. um, uh, Surprise, surprise. Akiria C. Davenport is sent home. Um, And to be honest with you, after seeing uh, when RuPaul came back up on the screen, I said, Akiria don't want to come back to this damn show. is not interested in playing this game within a game, whatever it is. Bring back Silky and let's keep it pumping. Child. What I will say about you this already the game within the game has already been exposed. It's rock paper scissors. Oh, girl, it's not battleships. <laughs> is that battleship? What I will say is, well, Akira, Akira has always been my favorite. I was rooting for Akira for season eleven. I wanted her to win over Evie Audley, actually. Um, I love that we at least got to see Akira more centered. On a season of Drag Race, I think she did a great job on season eleven. But season eleven was so overproduced, and there were so many shenanigans that I felt like she got lost in the shuffle. So I'm really happy that we were, able, and it's the same goes for Raja that she gets to see the drag that she does and who how excellent that she is. Um, mm-hmm. My little my little city girl. Um, I felt like it reminded me a little bit of Chi Chi's run on um, yeah, All Stars. Yeah, yeah, it, it was given um Terra City. Yeah. I say it all the time, it was giving very much so you're the smartest kid in high school and you get to college and, you know, kind of struggling because it's just not, because there's a bunch of all of the smartest kids in high school there, you know, you're in the big Mm -hmm. league. So it didn't quite work out the way that she wanted it to, but I don't think, I think she has acknowledged it. She's like, I'm not a loser from this. I'm not a loser from this. I wanted to win. It didn't happen for me and that's okay. That's what the big league, and she's realistic about it. You know, a lot of the girls will pop in and start faking the fucking funk about what's going on on All Stars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you'll be missed to Curious C. before. Let's uh, put some of these acting challenges to bed, and here's the hoping that we get Snatch Game soon. Child, what was the preview? I feel like the preview was not Snatch Game. No, it's not. It's um, it's them. They have to do a. They have to create a drag anthem. Okay, so <laughs> they're gonna play in jazz spaces at home next week. Oh, they're about to play in Pandora's face next week because they show her struggling to dance. And I, Pandora don't strike me as a person who's going to suddenly be getting a bunch of uh, choreo. Especially because mm-hmm. they didn't give her any choreo as Carol Channing. Mm-hmm. He walked up some stairs. Right. <laughs> so, before Wig of the Week, it is time for our uh, time-honored uh, trivia game about the queen who was eliminated. Set up. Because... Toes, are you ready? <laughs> Wait, well, did I give you a game last week? Yes, you did. I thought you gave me a game last week because no, I, I did a million questions about Scarlet Envy. Oh, I did. 
I did. For you, I don't have a game career. So well, good. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> the queen who was eliminated was a curious Chanel Davenport. Uh-huh. All right. Are you ready? Let's do this. Akira Chanel Davenport is the stage name for blank. What is Akira's real name? Xavion? That was, uh, <laughs> that was Chi-Chi. Um, <laughs> Akira's real name is Gregory Dwayne. Gregory Dwayne Wine. Mm-hmm. All right. not go well at all. Let's see what <laughs> What? No, here we go. Because you be asking the life of times ass questions. These are not adjacent to Dragon. It'd be like, what the elementary school does Tookie go to? What, what was the first challenge that Akira won in season 11? Okay, never mind. <laughs> it was the Drag Lipids challenge. That was a very interesting challenge. <laughs> I hate watching that one, actually. It was all over the place. I um, hate that one. And Evie was all bones all over the damn place. <laughs> Akira has appeared in two music videos for a popular recording artist. Can you name the artist in the video? No, but I'm going to guess. Um, popular? Mm-hmm. Akira was in people's videos? Mm-hmm. She was in a City Girls video. <laughs> you wish. She wishes too. Hey, <laughs> B, can you imagine how bangy that video? <laughs> City Girls. I love the City Girls, but they are bangy down, bitch. Now, why is Carisha getting shot out? Shot at coming out of the recording studio while she's pregnant? Because that's what the fuck they get. <laughs> um, so, no. She was in the Wild Presents version of Juice oh, by Lizzo. And she was in You Need to Calm Down by Taylor Swift. Oh, that's right. She was um she was the Nicki Minaj. Oh wait! And our hometown girl, Riley Knox, mm-hmm. was in there as Beyonce. Hey Riley, that's what I wanted you to do for. But oh, Tatiana was in that video too. Yes, she was. But that's it. Congratulations. You got one out of three. three. Ding 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 ding. Love that for me. This is two times one out of three. I'm going to get you right together next week, bitch. You ain't even ever give me a proper answer for Roseanne to motherfucking soap. We're going to get you right together. Well, it is time for our favorite category of the week, darling. And that category is what? It's the wig of the week, darling. Darling. Whose wig snatched your wig? And whose wig should be best used as a merkin? Best wig of the week was so dicks for me. I live for it. Um... Mm -hmm. Worst wig of the week. Uh, um, Eureka's. I didn't. I'm tired of that. Yeah. I'm tired of that wig. Mm-hmm. My favorite wig this week was. Oh, uh, no, my favorite wig this week was uh, Manila Luzon. Because we finally got Manila addressing Michelle <laughs> wearing, the, <laughs> that <was funny. laughs> wearing the iconic Manila Luzon white streak through the hair. Uh, my least favorite wig was a curious wig in that damn challenge. So in addition to, you know what a curious look like? She looked like that time the Tyra Banks put on a fat suit. Hmm. You remember that? Yes. 
And so the, uh, that terrible wig that was not blended, it was hard front down, was not helping the situation. Mm-hmm. We don't love you, Kiki on that Well, that was this week's episode of Black Star Roots. Um, I'm, enjoying all six. I'm, I'm enjoying All Star 6 fiercely. Despite this episode. Despite this episode, but you know what? Hey, we, we talked about so sometimes you get a she and Z thrown in there. Yes. Um, and at least the girls who knew they were in the bottom didn't send themselves home. Yes. Um, I'm very pleased with the fact that no one has outright sent themselves home this season. You know who I was thinking about today uh, before we hopped on? Uh, thinking about All Stars 5, I would love for Shea Coulee to come back as the one of the lip sync assassins. <laughs> you know, I was talking to a friend who had not seen All Stars 5, and she uh-huh. was like, She's like, they need to bring Angina back. And I said, girl, no. To do what? <laughs> girl, no. I said, what you need to do is park yourself in front of a screen and watch the first two episodes of All-Stars 5, and you will see right. why she don't need to come back. Yes, yes. Angina needs to, uh, uh, she bring her back to drive a van. She, the bitch can drive a van. And a little Tonka truck, too. Right. But she ain't about to be winning nobody's All-Stars. We already closed that chapter. It's opened and closed, and it's, it's done. It's done. Mm-hmm. Good on Angina. But yeah, no, I was thinking about how much I would love because Chicolate really ate Alyssa up in that lip sync. Yes, she did. She did the Neutron dance. Yes. And she all of her started. all of her lip syncs were good. All of her Yeah, because she good. ate Vangia too. Turret. <laughs> oh, baby. The cinematography on that lip sync? I'm not even a big fan of that Madonna song in shape. Or the outfit she was wearing that day, and she still turned it. Open your heart to me. And then she had to murder poor uh, Miss Cracker. <laughs> Girl, please. Cracker murder herself. Oh, Miss Cracker. I was, when, when them little dust titties didn't go off the way that she wanted, I just uh, said, oh, Cracker. Girl. <laughs> All right, folks. Thank you for joining us one more time for Black Tar Roots. If you are not doing so already, make sure that you are following us on Instagram at Black Tar Roots Pod and on Twitter at uh, Black to Our Roots. Yeah. One more time, I'm Violet Chachki. <laughs> and I'm Jamal. <laughs> Could you imagine if I'm just a little... <laughs> bye! Girl, bye. Gina Murder on fire like the Hunger Games. Hot to handle, get burned by these flames. Man had monster with a heart of gold. This joker's wild, these fiends better walk. Death drop slits, make some girl's choice. Stand up, act up, time to use your voice. The truth hurts, but I'll tell it to your face. And I'll smile real big, waiting from first to last.